uh, Angus' parents moved in with us. He was taking care of his father. And uh, according to the verses, it looks like in just a few days, we're waiting for him uh, going to heaven to meet him. But we know there is amazing celebration getting ready to happen. Also, Brother uh, Vincent Tamer, his wife Carol, is just days away, days until the new memorial. So we're, we're praying for this family. We encourage you. Uh, you know what? We don't have to look very far. We, we, we celebrate, we're happy, but we don't have to look very far to find people in need. You know what, brothers? I don't know where you're at today. I don't know exactly what's going on. Uh, but I just want to encourage you today that you're loved. And I want to share a little bit. Today we're, we're closing out our series. We've been in a series since uh, Easter on resurrecting hope. How many would like your hope to be resurrected? Sometimes it feels like our hope is dead. There's just no hope. There's no hope for, for me. There's no hope for my situation. And so we started on Easter looking at resurrecting our hope. And we looked at how Mary, uh, she was hopeless when she came to find a dead Jesus, and then she didn't find his body. And she was even more hopeless if that's possible. But with just a simple name, with one word, he said, Mary. And all of her hope was restored because what was dead was now alive again. We saw how uh, Peter, after that he had been so hopeful for what he was going to do. And he even said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And then three times he denied Christ. And he felt hopeless that that relationship could ever be restored. And even when Jesus was resurrected, he still didn't know that relationship until Jesus said, tell my disciples and Peter. Say, hey, Jesus knows your name. Mothers, he knows you. He knows your children. He knows where they're at and what they're doing. And they may not be doing all that you raised them to do. But I promise you, if you raise up a child of the way they should go and win their home, they'll not depart from it. We're going to keep praying and believing that God is going to bring prodigals back, that God's going to restore relationships. And I promise you today that mothers have the same prayer that Jesus brought. And that's what we're looking at today. Today, our, our last message in this series is unity in Him. God declares that we can be one. Isn't that the mother's prayer? Don't mama pray that the kids get along? Don't mama pray for peace in the house? You know, my mama used to say, there's going to be peace in this house if I got to beat every one of you. <laughs> no, she didn't say that. <laughs> Mothers want peace. They, 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 they want peace between daddy and the sibling. They want peace between family and friends. And they're, they're praying for unity and for, for families to come together. And, uh, they don't like chaos. They don't like trouble. They don't like it when their kids are acting up. Their prayer is much like what we're going to hear today. As we begin to look at we, we realize that this is so close to our heart that at the end of someone's life when it gets right down to it days left you, you, you never hear anyone say man I wish I took more vacation I, I wish I'd have made more money 
I wish I would work harder. I wish I would, see, all those things that we think are so important, when it comes right down to it, what they say is, I wish I would spend more time with my family. I wish I would spend more time with my spouse, with my children. You see, what matters is relationships. Things come and go. Things pass away. But relationships, family, our relationship with God, His Word, His Word will never pass away. His Word declares that He will there be unity between us and Him. You see, there was a division between God and man. God created man, put him in a garden, Gave him control of the garden, but because of sin, man was separated from God. Jesus came as the mediator, and he hung on the cross between heaven and earth, and he stretched out his arms in love, and he became the bridge between God Almighty and pitiful humanity. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believing to him, should not perish but have everlasting life. He gave them hope. And he restored the relationships. What God wants to do for you today is restore relationships, restore homes, restore marriages, restore family and children. But what truly matters when it gets to the end is people. As Jesus came into Jerusalem and his disciples, they, they became my family. If you have not watched The Chosen, I encourage you to. It starts out a little slow, but then when all the teenagers have been watching, they just finished season one. And I'm thinking, you just get in and you begin to realize the personality, you begin to see how Jesus was just a normal person. And he had to deal with all those crazy disciples. Did you know the ministry would be wonderful if it wasn't for people? <laughs> People have troubles. Amen. And I thought I was bringing my water. I thought I brought it with me. It's not that I'm thirsty, I just want to advertise. I have a drink. Y'all like my new Lord's house tumbler? You see it? Sister uh, Sandra now is over at ABS, uh, Prince Vicky Park. And and I encourage you to go take him to the If you need a shirt, if you need a sign, if you need whatever, they'll wrap you in. Uh, Lord, this is going to be our first time visitor here uh, pretty soon. Not today, those of you who have one today. So be sure to see some distributions after the back afterwards. But uh, we're going to make these available to you pretty soon. If you'd like to buy one, and that will help us with those that we support our first time guests. So uh, thank you very much. And it does come to me. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I, I remember the story. That was firm. Don't get firm. When it's firm, it came back. I mean, that was groundbreaking technology. And the firmness came out, and uh, uh, and this, this man, he got one of the first ones. He was he was signed. Uh, first of the time, I can't remember. But uh, <laughs> he came to work, and everybody was like, "Man." He said, it's a furnace. They said, what does a furnace do? He said, it keeps cold things.
this thing is awful. Something you have in it. He said, chili and iced tea. <laughs> <laughs> chili and iced tea. Chili and iced tea. Chili and Let's read John chapter 17. I don't suggest you make pot and cold in this. It'll keep both of us. You know, drink coffee or alcohol. John chapter 17. So here's Jesus. He's with his disciples. He's coming to Passover. The, the city is flooded with people. If you can get the scene in your mind, I mean, it is craziness. People from all over. And, uh, we're, just, we're coming in there commemorating their, their time of coming out of Egypt and Passover meal and Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And you know what, as we were saying earlier, you really get to know somebody's heart when they get to their final days and their final thoughts and their words, if, if, if they're able to. So if we really want to see the heart of God, if we want to see what Jesus is thinking or feeling, Let's look at some of his last words. He taught his disciples so many things, so many lessons, taught so many parables, taught the people so many things. But when we get him down here to the end, and he thought this was very important. So John chapter 17, let's begin reading in verse number 20. I am praying not only for my disciples, but also for all who will believe in me through their message. Now, can somebody tell me who that is? Everybody say me. So they were the disciples that walked and talked with him, that he's about to send them out to preach the gospel, and he said, this prayer that I'm praying is not just for them only, but it's for everyone who believes their message. And what is their message? The gospel. The good news. Jesus, the Son of God, left heaven, came to earth as a man, lived a sinless life, died on a cross, and if you confess your sins, he'll forgive you of your sins, and you can have eternal life. That was a new message, a revelation, it was something that they began to spread the word. Many believed it, and many just couldn't get it. Today we live in a world where many believe, but some just can't get it. And we pray for them. Verse 21. I will pray that they will be one just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you, and may they be in us, so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them, I'm in them, you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know you sent me, and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you've given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see the glory. We get so, we, we, we get so selfish when it comes time for someone to go to hell. 
But that's in prayer. I just want to read that again. Father, I want thee, whom you've given me, to be with me where I am. Jesus said, Peace, and I'm going to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be Why? Because he wants us to be with him. Why does he give us eternal life? Why does he want us to be one? Why does he want us to be one with him? He said, so that they can be with me, and then they will see all the glory. You gave me because you love me, even before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. And I've revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. I'm telling you, church, we are living in a time. Thank God. The disciples had a revelation, kind of who he was, but they didn't get the experience, even the transformation and the conversion that you and I get. And we were lost and we're sinners, and we're on our way to hell. But we call upon the name of Jesus, and he forgives us and cleanses us and washes us of all of our sins. And he comes into our heart and makes us one with him. And we become like him. And we are becoming like him. And one day we will see him face to face. One who gave his life. And we will be the answer. Did you know we say it all the time? You're the answer to somebody's prayer. Well, when someone goes to be with the Lord, that's an answer to Jesus' prayer. Let them come and be with thee where I am, that they may see the glory. His prayer for us today. In Jesus prayed that the ministry that is protection. He prayed for his word. He prayed for all of this. But then he, what you need is he said, Lord, these that are following me, these that have chosen to come after me that I call, and, and they believe. Like he said earlier, Peter and James and John, he said, man, this prayer is not just for you. I'm praying for those in the future. I'm praying for those in 2022. I'm praying for those that are watching me at home today. Amen. That if you can be a child or a daughter of the Most High God, Jesus loves you. And he wants a relationship with you. And he wants you to be one with him. And he wants unity in the church family, in the church in general, and he wants unity in your family. Now, can I ask you, mothers, is that not the prayer you pray over your home and your house? Lord, let them be one. While they, they were in me, and we were one. Let us be one again. Let's come together in unity. And there's nothing, only a mother can understand what it means. How joyful it makes her heart when all her children. They're all under one roof, around the same table. And she hears the laughing and the cutting up and the joking and all the things. Her prayer is, Lord, make us one. Let our family be unified. Let there be peace in our home. Let there be love amongst my children. Let us, let us show the glory of the Lord. Let people know what kind of family.
that that mom would say, Mama, I'm doing my best. You know, listen, the love of God unites us all. The love of God unites us all. Let me say it again. The love of God unites us all. Everybody. Man, woman, boy, girl, child, black, white, brown, pink, yellow, polka dot. Polka dot, you will see the doctor. You have a problem. He loves us all. And the stones as well. How amazing was it last night to sit there and watch as we celebrated Kayla? Kayla was playing our keyboard this morning. It's her 15th birthday. And we celebrated her kids in that. I have a problem saying that too. Hey, did y'all not see at the after party those Brazilian moves? Did y'all know pastor could look like that? Brazilian was coming out in what it is. What a great party. What a great time. And as we celebrated, and as pastor stood here and looked upon his daughter and blessed her with all the things. Could you not just see and feel the love pouring out of his heart for her? That, and that can't even compare to the love that God had to pour out upon you. He loves you so much. You're his daughter. You're his son. And he is proud of you. And he wants to bestow upon you all the favor and the blessings of heaven. But his prayer for you is that you're one with him. That you're not contrary. That you're not running from him. That you're not doing your own thing. Maybe God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And he wants you to be one with him and the Father so that they can work through you so that you can make the world a better place. Can I get an amen? Amen. You know, listen, we live in a divided world. Y'all agree? I mean, just turn the news on. We're so divided, and, and the political parties are trying to divide us anymore. They're, they're, they're making money off of our division. Come on, making a point, making a declaration. Ain't nobody going to make no money off of mine, off of me. They're not going to get me to be angry with anybody else. They're not going to get me, amen, to, they're going to all gonna see when they see me, it's me loving everybody. Me being one, me bringing unity. Don't let the world, the world, they're, they're divided, they're trying to divide us uh, on political lines and theological lines and everything in between. I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what it is. People are going to argue. I can't tell you, I'll argue this Oh, no, that's wrong. I don't like this. No, I don't want that
that is, you take every other issue in this world and you decide to be the same way. That will not define me. We're brothers and sisters, and we're going to love each other, and we live in America, and if you want to think or believe something, and it's wrong, you can do that. You can be wrong. You have the freedom to do it. God so loved his planet. He so loved the love of God. So great, so mighty, so strong that his love can dignify all of us. There's no person. If you're looking for a person to bring unity, don't put your faith and trust in people or in in parties or anything. We put our trust in the Lord. He is the one that brings unity. I, uh, many of you know uh, A.W. Tozer, a uh, great man. He wrote in a, a book, a many books, but this, this one was Pursuit of Bob. Here's what he said. Listen to this. Has it ever occurred to you that 100 pianos all tuned to the same fork are automatically tuned to each other? There is one accord by being tuned not to each other, but to another standard to which each one must individually bow. So 100 worshipers meeting together, each one looking away to Christ, are in heart nearer to each other than they could possibly ever be. They're nearer in heart to each other. They could possibly be were they to become unity conscious and turn their eyes away from God to strive for closer fellowship. Let's break that down for a moment because I read it and it confused me. He said, You take a hundred pianos and tune it to one tuning fork. The gentleman that tunes our piano is blind. Your pastor has never so be, so, never been so humiliated. When I walked in the church, someone let him in. I, he walked in the church and he's sitting right there tuning the piano with the lights off. And I said, let me turn the lights on so you can. <laughs> he said, you can turn the lights off, but I still can't see. I want him to crawl under that. <laughs> you take a tuning fork and you tune all the 200 pianos to that one fork, and they're automatically all in tune with each other. He said, So do worshipers. If we all come together to worship and we're all looking to Christ, we're more unified. That if we all look at each other and try to get in unity with each other. There's no way we can get in unity with each other because we don't look like each other, act like each other, believe like each other. We all have differences of opinion and it's hard to come together. But if we have our eyes on Christ and we're all tuned in Him, then we'll all be in tune with one another. It's the power, it's the love of God that brings us in unity. And if we begin to say, Lord, 
Look how he will work. He loves everybody. And he said, I would that none perish, but all come to repentance. So you're going to have to repent for saying, well, I was saved. Uh, go down uh, south. I'm not talking about El Paso. No, that's way out there. That's Matamoros down there. But we're quick to judge and say, well, you know, I don't know. I'm not going. He didn't want to preach to me. That's what he hoped God would show. But when we get on God's side, we start having mercy on people. We start loving. We start bringing us into unity. Can I tell you this? We can do more together than we can apart. One chase a thousand. Two will chase ten thousand. And the more unity we have, the more people we bring together, the more we exponentially uh, are able to, to, to fight the enemies of this world and to win enemies of the end. And you know what? We've got to be in unity with one another and with God. And when we do that, then we fight for it. It's work, but it's worth it. Amen? To be in unity with your family, sometimes you got to humble yourself. you got to swallow your pride. you got to say, I'm sorry. you got to back your Instead of you want to buy there, I know. That's not what we're going to do. We're, 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 we're not going to lash out and say ugly things, but we're, we're, we're going to be nice. You see, the, the, the mission that God has accomplished through Jesus is one of an atoning grace, atoning faith. He atoned for our sin, and He made it right. He wants to make you right today. I know so many times y'all look at me and go, Pastor, you just ain't God. He just ain't God. But you know what? He's making me right. I'm walking with him. I'm following him. I'm on that Lord. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I try to be better next time. I try to stay in unity with everybody. Common image we have uh, in the scripture is uh, all talking about the body. And he says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work. See, sometimes people we go, I'm just a toe, I'm just a finger, I'm just a eye, I'm just a ear. Hey, listen, if y'all were at the self-defense class Wednesday night, you learned how important the eye is. Didn't you? I'm just this or I'm just that. But when the body all works together and does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. You see, Paul compares the church to the body. The hands are connected to the arms, the arms, the torso, the joints, the ligaments. All these things are working together, but they're all working together for one body. He's the head. We're the body, but we've got to do our part. You know what? Little finger, love the foot. Foot, love the toe. Foot, love the head and the ears and that. We gotta love each other and not go, hey, you're not so important. Look at me. I'm this. I'm, no, 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 no. We're all part of one body. And without each other, we don't last very long, do we? We all have to be connected to the body. Blood has to be flowing through everything to give it life. Otherwise, you die. 
heart, mind, and spirit, right? And, and then we come into unity. And at the end of the day, we find out Jesus is our hope. This whole series has been on resurrected hope. Jesus is the hope of the world. Jesus is the answer to the world. And I'm here to tell you today, Jesus is alive and well. Who started on Easter Sunday? He resurrected from the dead, and he can resurrect your hope. He can resurrect your life. He can resurrect your spirit. You have a sin too far, gone too deep. You have a failed too much. He loves you. And today, he wants to, number one, bring you back in unity with him. Can I tell you this? Mothers, the greatest thing you can do for your children is become one with Jesus Christ. Children, the best thing you can do for your mother is become one in Jesus Christ. Have a relationship. Accept him as Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins. Get unified in him. Because I promise you, when you get right with God, you're going to want to get right with everybody else in the family. Everybody around you. But it all starts with being one. Jesus said, Lord, let them be one as we are one. If ever headed bowed your eyes closed, you're here today, maybe you just came to visit with mom. But I'm here to tell you that you're not here by accident. You're here on purpose, for a purpose. Jesus loves you so much that he wants to change your life. If you're here today, man, woman, boy, or girl, if you're watching online today, and you're not in right relationship with Today is your day. He wants to make you one with Him, with the Father. He wants to restore your relationships. He wants to restore your health. He wants to restore your life. The enemy, the devil, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I come that you may have life. Have it more abundantly. If you're in this house or you're watching online and you say, Pastor, I'm not one with Jesus. There's division in my heart. I'm running from God. There's sin in my life. There's rebellion in my life. I need to get my life right with God. If I were to die today, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. But I want to be. Today, I want to make things right with God. And I want God to help me make things right with others. I want to walk in unity. I want to walk in love, but I don't know how. It all starts with you becoming one with him, and then he will help you with that. From your heart, would you pray with me? Say, dear Lord Jesus, I'm lost without you. There's division in my life. I made a lot of people mad. I've hurt a lot of people. My sin has hurt you. But I realize today you prayed for me to be one with you. You prayed that my relationships 
So today, I want to answer that prayer. Jesus, here I am. Take my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my friend. Today, miraculously, make me one with you and the Father and restore all my relationships around me. I'm believing in you today. Jesus, thank you for salvation. Thank you for eternal life. Thank you for unity. In Jesus' name.